Hi everybody, today we're talking to Jacob Cook, the founder and creator of ArcOS, a, um, a simple, easy to use ser uh, server for self-hosting your email and websites and everything else. Um, so Jacob, thank you very much for joining us and uh, agreeing to this interview. If we could start with um, a short introduction about who you are and what ArcOS is and what it isn't. Okay, well, um, ArcOS is a framework for hosting different services um, that you would want to host, whether that be a website, a blog, um, your email, your calendar, your contacts, anything that is traditionally hosted on the internet by a platform service, even up to social networks. Um, all of these things can be done uh, at home with your own server. Um, this is usually not done by people because it's very complicated. It takes a lot of time and money and, uh, and effort to learn how to do all of this. But what ArcOS is designed to do is to allow you to do this easily uh, with a very intuitive and easy-to-use visual interface to manage all of the different moving parts. Um, and in most cases, it manages all of those parts uh, by itself without you having to do anything. Um, and it allows you to do all of this on very non-expensive and cheap and lightweight hardware. Um, so right now, it works on the Raspberry Pi, for example, which is a $35 um, microcomputer about the size of a credit card. Um, and you can run ArcOS on that. And eventually, it will be um, put out to, to other platforms as well. Um, Personally, I am a software developer and university student at the moment uh, based out of Montreal. Uh, and there are other people who are contributing to the project as well around the world. Okay, wonderful. So in terms of the way it works, um, at the moment, kind of at what stage of maturity is it at? Are you kind of very much actively developing it? You know, if I went and bought a uh, Raspberry Pi tomorrow, um, you know, what, what would I actually do to start to start hosting something. Mm -hmm. uh, can I uh, host my email at the moment, for example? Yeah. Uh, at the moment, it's in alpha phase, as I would refer to it. Um, you can't do a whole lot with it, but the major part of it, which is the framework that actually allows you to install these different plugins and manage them and have them interact with each other and then display the interface, um, that's what's in development at the moment. Um, presently, you can install uh, WordPress, which is a blogging platform, or OwnCloud, which allows you to host files and calendars and contacts. Um, you can use both of those through what I call the web apps interface through ArcOS right now. Um, in the future, there will be support for hosting your own email, um, other platforms other than OwnCloud for hosting email and contacts, or um, sorry, calendars and contacts. And, and lots more. So at the moment, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty rudimentary, um, and uh, it's definitely in a bug testing phase. But as time goes on, I'm hoping to have more and more features. Um, like email support should be done within one to two months, and there should be a, a stable version for people who should actually be able to do you know, more than one thing uh, by the end of the year, for sure. OK, great. So um, to sort of. Talk me if could you talk me through um, you know what what the steps would be so kind of when it's going to be finished um, uh, an everyday user so for example myself um, what would I need to do you know I kind of firstly I mean like will you be selling 
you know, Raspberry Pis with everything installed and set up. Um, and uh, and uh, if not, you know, what, what are the kind of what are the steps for me to set it up, install apps, mm -hmm. you know, and actually get it get it working. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of different ways that you can get started with it now or that you will be able to get started with it in the future. Um, presently, the most popular way seems to be to buy a Raspberry Pi from your local distributor um, and you get an SD card and you just plug it into the SD card port on um, whichever computer you're using at home. Uh, and then you download the installer from the website and the installer will actually write to the SD card all of the data that needs to go on it. Once you're done with that, you plug it into the Raspberry Pi. You plug the Raspberry Pi into your router at home. Um, and then on your laptop or your computer or whatever you use day to day, you just open your browser and punch in a, a web address. And then you can see everything from there. Um, so that's the quickest way to get started with it right now. In the future, I would like to be able to offer people um, prepackaged kits. Um, say it comes with the Raspberry Pi, the SD card's already written, basically the only thing you need to do is plug it into your router and then plug it into the wall and you're good to go. Um, that's something that might be coming in the future relatively inexpensive um, as well. But the installer is, is the big thing that I've been working on recently that is uh, really helpful, allows you to, like I said, just install straight to the SD card without having to muss around with the terminal or figure out how to use DD or any other, you know, Linux utilities. It just allows you to plug and go. Okay, and so when it comes to actually, um, you know, setting up apps or installing everything, is there kind of like a visual interface that you bring up from uh, your computer or for, from, a, from a screen? Like how, how does it, how, how does it currently work or how, how will it work? Yep. Well, uh, once you first plug in and you go to the, the web interface, which is accessible by the browser, um, you go through a quick wizard, you know, to give it a name, to set your time zone and stuff like that. And then it lands you at the main interface, which has tabs for all the applications that you have, all of the applications that are available. Um, and when you go to the Applications tab, you can see a list. You know, you see WordPress, own cloud, um, file shares, and etc etc you click the installation button and it will automatically download any dependencies that that software requires in order to run uh, on the Raspberry Pi and it will also download the plugin that that uh, displays the visual interface through um, well the application itself is called Genesis which is what you use to see everything um, so it's basically one click install for any of the plugins that you would ever want to use with it and configuration is kept very minimal because of that that's amazing. It sounds like you've done actually a lot of thinking in terms of how to how to make it straightforward. So that's uh, that's really good to hear. Um, is the so will other people be able to kind of write applications for your um, operating system? And is that possible now or? Yep. Yeah, like I said, Genesis works with a plugin interface. It's actually f the framework itself is forked from a prior project called Agenti, which is a, um, it's a server manager, sort of like Webmin, if anyone's familiar with that. Um, but what this platform allows you to do is write plugins um, in Python. You know, you can write a plugin in less than 100 or 200 lines of Python. So it's, um, it's pretty, pretty powerful, and it doesn't take a lot of time to do this. But um, these plugins provide the visual interface and management for the configuration files for whatever program you want to make work with ArcOS. 
and Genesis. So um, that's something that people who are interested in can do right now or can do at any time in the future. Um, they develop the plugin, then they send it to, to me via pull request, and I can make it available in the applications menu that everyone sees, just like that. Okay. Um, so in terms of, in for this project, uh, what motivated you to start doing it? Uh, I started it maybe five or six months ago. Um, it's part of an existing project that I have at the moment called the Citizen Web Project, which is basically just an initiative with um, me as a manager and a few other people who are contributing to put a focus back on creating tools that allow people to use the internet in a decentralized manner, not having to rely on the large platform services like Google or social networks like Facebook in order to interact with each other um, in meaningful ways. And it's not just, it's only half the battle to produce tools that do these things. A huge and very important piece is making sure that people are able to use these things that are not, you know, system administrators in Linux that have, you know, been spending 10 years in this field, um, it really needs to be made usable on an interface perspective and in an educational perspective for, for anyone that wants to use it. So that's something that ArcOS uh, is really designed to tackle. And um, it was mostly prompted by my own experiences in trying to set up my own server. I have a server at home. It doesn't use ArcOS at the moment. Um, but it took me many, many months in order to get it to host all of the different things that I needed to. And, you know, I don't mean to brag, but I have probably more knowledge about Linux system administration than most individuals do that would want to use something like this. So just seeing how long that took and how much research on my part it took really prompted me to want to create something that can make that experience better for other people. Yeah, just just out of curiosity, uh, what do you use your current server setup for, and what you know, what took the longest to to set up? Uh, I run my own email server, which took a while. Um, it's mostly just learning how to set things up properly so that the emails that you send will get recognized by larger servers like you know Gmail, Hotmail, etc. They all have very specific rules. Um, to prevent spamming, which is great, but you know it takes a while to to set something up properly and to make it secure, which is very important. Um, I also use it for XMPP chat. I have my own identity hosted there. I have an own cloud instance set up. I have my website running from it. Um, I have a Firefox sync server um, for my browser. Um, so all of these things should be able to be hosted in ArcOS, you know, ideally by the end of the year, and I don't see any reason why that shouldn't be shouldn't be possible. Okay, and it, and in terms of the sort of security and everything else, um, is there is there anything special that needs to happen for that? Or uh, each individual ArcOS server will have its own firewall. This is something that I'm actually working on presently for the next version. Um, the firewall will allow you to say, okay, for this specific application, say my WordPress blog, I want this to only be accessible inside my local network. Um, so no one outside of my house or my my Wi-Fi access point will be able to, to have access to this website and to read it. Um, and this will be as easy as clicking a button and showing up the pop-up and clicking only in my local network. Um, 
so this is an interface that I'm actively developing. There's also something um, called fail to ban, which is basically a system that detects intrusion attempts and logs them and performs action based on them. For example, if you have um, if it detects someone is trying to SSH into your system with uh, multiple failed password attempts, it can automatically block that person's IP address for a certain length of time. Um, this is something else that's going to be integrated into ArcOS, also um, on a per-service um, basis. So you say, okay, well, if too many people are trying to hack into my WordPress installation, I want those IP addresses to be blocked for a certain amount of time. That's also something that would be very easy to do and very easy to set up with ArcOS. Um, like I said, those are all coming in the next version, which should be ready by the end of the month. Wow. Uh, so at the moment, is it primarily you working on it? And um, and what were kind of the main technical challenges that you faced? Um, I've been primarily working on the, the dashboard and management system called Genesis. Um, there's another system, which I might mention a little later, called Deluge, which is something that's um, a friend of mine, Steve, and a couple other people are working on. Uh, in, in essence, it's a way to um, dynamically, it's a way to implement dynamic DNS and port proxying. So for people who have internet service providers that don't let them host on certain ports, it might allow you to circumvent certain ports. Obviously, I would never suggest that you breach you know, any contracts, of course, um, but it allows you to host things from residential networks if you don't have, say, a domain name of your own or you don't know how to do these things. It allows you to just escape all of that bother. Um, so that's something that uh, myself and a, and a few other people are, are, are heading up as well. It's also part of the ArcOS project. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot the second part of your question. <laughs> Could you... Uh... Um, so it was sort of what were the kind of technical challenges or what's you know, innovative or different about ArcOS compared mm -hmm. to uh, you know, Freedom Box or, or some other, you know, other projects? Well, technical challenges for the project, um, no one has ever done something like this before. There are a lot of projects that are similar that allow you to visually manage your server, like w the ones I mentioned earlier, Webmin, Agenti, and so on, but these don't necessarily make it easier for you to do so. And what I mean by that is it gives you the visual interface, but it doesn't... Um, put things in terms that regular people will understand. You still have to basically execute the same commands, it just shows you the pictures of those commands rather than having you have to type them out. Um, so that's a big technical challenge because um, as you and a lot of people probably know, Linux is based in the terminal. Everything you do is in the terminal and all of the visual interfaces um, that you interact with basically manage applications that run in the background that are configured by the terminal. Um, and by text files. So it's um, it's a big hurdle to get everything to play nice with each other and then to have that visual interface to tie everything together um, and to get it all to work seamlessly. So that's the biggest deal. Um, you, you mentioned Freedombox, which is another similar project to ArcOS. One of the differences between the two projects as it stands now is that with ArcOS, I'm really trying to focus on just self-hosting at the moment, being able to easily install and manage this content by oneself, and that's the first goal. But we won't go on to anything else until we get that goal complete and working well. Um, 
But Freedom Box itself is a great project. It's basically designed to do a lot of the things ArcOS does, but it also puts a puts a focus on internetworking between devices and creating sort of a, as I understand it, a mesh topology between the different devices rather than totally relying on the internet that we use every day. Um, that's something that ArcOS might consider doing in the future, but like I said, we want to we wanna do one thing well first before we even consider moving on or creating new tools for anything. Yeah, so the focus is to kind of piggyback on the existing infrastructure uh, but move people towards self-hosting um, content instead of providing a, a different way to kind of connect and network between computers. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, definitely the first the first focus. Okay, and in terms of so you know what would be the the implications of um, say you know if everybody started using it say if you kind of imagine um, the majority of Canada in the next few months decided, you know what, we've had enough of Gmail um, or, or Dropbox or, you know, um, or email clients and installed installed ArcOS and set it up, what would, you know, what do you think that would mean? What, what would that change? And is that something that's uh, um, a motivating factor? Uh, I think it would be great, not just for people who... Um, enjoy their own privacy and enjoy being able to know that their data is truly secure. But I think it would also be great for people who still want to be able to use those platform services for certain things. Uh, the only way to really put pressure on these large companies that are totally driven by ad revenue is to start to, you know, attack them on their ad revenue, so to speak, not to use hostile language or anything. But that's the only way to really put pressure on them in an effective way. You can have initiatives um, that are run online to demand certain companies change practices or pay more attention to privacy or things like that. But the most effective way is certainly going to be providing a viable alternative for people to, um, to be able to use and to create some real competition rather than competition just based on which server do you go with, A or B, instead of the entire topology that you might be able to have otherwise. So I think that would be the biggest consequence if everyone started using it or half the country started using it. Um, I would also have a lot less free time on my hands, so I'm not sure if I should be encouraging that or not yet. But <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a there's a sense that if um, if people kind of actually own you know own their own data and you know these companies would have to kind of think they would make money from slightly um, have to make money from other means as opposed to just you know, selling us stuff due due to kind of algorithms of, of you know when when you're most likely to buy a new Porsche or whatever it is. Um, so at the moment, however, you know, if say if I was hosting self-hosting my own email, um, whenever I'd email anybody else on Gmail, for example, there still be um, you know there's still kind of copies everywhere else is that is you know are you sort of thinking about um, kind of uh, including encryption or anything else that kind of gets around the fact that you know there's no way to kind of control uh, the end-to-end -end system mm -hmm. well email itself is a very tricky um, it's a very tricky thing because not only do you have obviously something being sent out by one server it's being recorded by the next and you have no control over the remote end. That's something that a lot of decentralized um, protocol developers and, and software developers have been 
wrestling with for a long time, how to solve that problem of not being able to control the other end of your communication. Um, to a certain extent, that's never going to be able to be solved with email as we know it today. That being said, there are tools in development right now that should be able to improve the likelihood of something being able to be end-to-end -end encrypted in an easy way. Um, one thing that comes uh, off the top of my head right now is MailPile, which um, is a tool developed by some Icelandic developers who are basically seeking to create not only just an indexing system to make you know email more legible on your home machine, but also improve the ways in which it can be automatically encrypted from end-to-end -end between either different users of MailPile or um, or other things. Um, so tools like that I would love to be able to integrate in ArcOS and provided that there's a tool to encrypt something that you want to host, you can be, uh, you can be well assured that ArcOS will definitely seek to implement that as well. Okay, great. Right, so I, I think we're going to sort of start wrapping up. Um, so the last kind of few things I want to ask is um, what, you know, what does the future hold? Uh, what are your kind of plans for taking this forward? Is this something you you, you know you think you'd love to kind of start doing full time or um, or turn into a business? And how can other people contribute and get involved? Um, I'm really excited about what the future has for ArcOS. Um, the past few weeks have been really amazing. The show support that people have given and said, you know, this is definitely something I want to use and that we need need to see more of. Um, so that's all been really heartening to, to keep me working on the project. Um, always looking for more people to contribute, whether you have coding knowledge or not. Um, if you know Python, if you know Golang, if you don't know any languages at all, but you're good with foreign languages, you know, for translation further down the road or public relations or anything like that, don't hesitate to, uh, to contact me because those are definitely things that we need. and things that I'm trying to focus on as well. Um, as far as the business is concerned and doing it full-time, um, everything that we have right now is open source and it always will be. Um, so there's not going to be a business model based on you know, ArcOS per se. Um, for the intermediary dynamic DNS server, Deluge, there will be overhead for that and we might have to charge you know, depending on usage here and there. Um, it's not going to be expensive for sure. And then, like I said, offering prepackaged Raspberry Pis would be something that we'd also be interested in doing. Um, but it's not really, it's more of a, more of an open source community project than, than a business, and, um, and I intend to keep that way as much as possible. Um, we may be interested in doing a Kickstarter in the near future um, to support the project and also put, to put a lot of additional ideas that I haven't mentioned yet um, into into production and also offer those things to individuals and I got a lot of really exciting uh, things in the store for that and that should be ready in the next month or two so stay tuned for that. Um, that's it other than that. Brilliant, that, that, that sounds amazing. I, I would definitely vote on the, the Kickstarter. I think I would <laughs> be happy to support and, and the prepackaged uh, pre deal. Okay and I think uh, that sort of wraps up for today. So Jacob, thank you so much for, you for making me. time to do this. This is a really interesting project. Um, everybody, it's uh, I will link to all the different things, but it's arc.os.io. 
so ArcOSCO um, is the domain, and um, all the links will be on the site. Anyway, fantastic. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you.